AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. When I write ya, <laughs> all across the USC, Compton, Watts, Bay to LA, Pomona, California, from valley to valley, we represent that killer county. So if you keeping it real on your side of your town, you tune in to Gangsta Chronicles. Gangsta Chronicles, we gon' tell you how it goes. Nose will grow like Pinocchio. We gon' tell you the truth and nothing but the truth. Gangsta Chronicles, this is not your average show. You're now tuned into the real MCA Big James and Big Stairs. This is strictly from the streets. Hello. We represent the James. 
Welcome to the Gangster Chronicles podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Black Effect Podcast Network. Make sure you download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles. For my Apple users, hit the purple mic on your front screen, subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles, and leave a five-star rating and comment. We'd like to welcome everyone to another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. I am Big Steel with my co-host, Gia. Y'all hear him right there with the legendary Gia. That's been bit numerous times. We talk about that, but that's a whole nother show with a whole nother flow. Mm-hmm. Like Gia has went around the world. It's made his way kind of like it has made his travels with two shorts, Biatch. <laughs> and, and don't nobody ever remember who, who the originated that. Everybody else has claimed it as their own. But I guess oh, yeah. that's one of your many contributions to hip hop. Yeah, I don't, you know, shit. I ain't charged no niggas. You know, I should be like Bootsy, start going around. Get my money back for shit, but you know, I ain't tripping. Yeah, we ain't tripping, man. I, I look at it as niggas, you know, niggas paying homage and still, if even if they don't want to be, uh, you know, even if they don't want to recognize where they got it from, it's all good. Yeah, but everybody knows, especially the way you hit it, because you hit it with a chill. Yeah, you know what it is. Jeezy made a whole living off. Jeezy <laughs> made it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I ain't mad at him no, because I'm a young hey, Jeezy fan. I like Jeezy. Shit, pay me my money. <laughs> but, but it's all good. I'll, it's all good, yeah, man. Yes, indeed. Because, you know, we all about peace and love tonight, man. And I want to kind of get back to the basics, man, because we have been talking about music a lot as of late, but the show was called The Gangster Chronicle. Yeah, you won't want to get, you, you, you know, it wasn't... um. Not that, you know, niggas ain't fucking uh, intellectual enough to speak on current events and shit. And <clears throat> being involved with hip-hop, uh, seeing that a lot of motherfuckers was coming out with lists about who was the, you know, greatest or who was this and who was that. And a lot of motherfuckers was excluding, you know... Uh, a lot of comrades that we had grew up with, you know, so we we just felt that we had to take the route, you know, of of getting into that conversation. But we don't want to get astray from really, you know, of of seeing and letting y'all know what's going on in in the in the streets, in the well, communities too. You know, let's not let's not say streets. But Just what's going on in our communities, you, you know what I'm That's saying? That's across the country, because me and eight, y'all go see us in y'all city um, in 2024. April, we'll be in the ATL in Atlanta, Georgia, more of that to come. Uh, we'll be in Memphis, Tennessee, messing with Project Pata. It would just be, it would just be a little uh, silly of us not to... Uh, focus on the communities and what's going on because outside of uh, hip-hop and, and music and Hollywood and movies and all that shit, uh, like I always say when I make records, I like to represent um, for, the, for the struggle nigga still, the nigga that's still caught up in the shit. So uh, sometimes we got to address that 
what's still going on in the communities because there's a lot of niggas that's still out here banging and representing and not just on our aspect of, of LA and Southern California and Northern California, West Coast, whatever, but like I used to tell niggas, niggas was banging everywhere I went. It's across the country, they banging me, in, so. in Ohio, they banging in Chicago, Illinois, they banging in Houston, Texas. That's one thing we that's one thing we gonna try to do too, you know, when we go into these towns or these places when we start hitting the road with the podcast um we want to we know we want to know what's going on in the communities outside of of the stage and and the cameras and all that shit just to you know be able to uh reflect on them communities we hitting not to just be focused on the niggas with the with the status or whatever but you know it's niggas is still struggling going on. Exactly, man. And we have somebody sitting with us tonight, man. Uh, I can't say enough about his value to Los Angeles, man, and the things that he's done over the past two, maybe three decades now. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three decades, you know, Mr. Malik Spellman. Um, I'll let him tell what he does. He's the peacemaker. And anyone that's been in L.A., or not just L.A., but any place that's an urban area, you know, an urban enclave, man, in our community, man, it's hard to keep peace, man, with all the politics and everything's going on, man. How did you get into your line of work, man? Well, thank you very much, uh, and, and much love and respect to you and, and Brother Eight. You know, of course, one of the catalysts that carried, I speak collectively at this very moment in regards to uh, getting the efforts for peace during the peace treaty was his song that opened up our radio show that stimulated the mindset of the people because the music that he was playing was quite influential and it reached the 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 consciousness of brothers in the streets in such a way that you guys combined have touched people in, in multiple ways that you will never know so when you get something like that and you get brothers like yourself and him who were during that time that was very critical for the survival of our race um you guys weren't beating the war drum because there's different rhythms and there's different music and different sounds and symbols and colors that activate black people. Although exactly. black is not a people, it's a condition. So when you got a brother that was singing in them tones and then dealing with crises in the streets, you know, in high places, you never know who you influence. So right now today, Although we did the peace thing, you know, I've been to 350 gang-related funerals. I've buried little kids in boxes this big when only me and my brother had to beat a Paul Bear because no one showed up. Um, I've done over 200 gang. I say peace treaties because at the time that was the operative word, like the word narrative is the operative word now. Mm -hmm. But at that time, peace was a word that was either escalation or de-escalation word. And now... Um, Ever since then, you know, peace really means, if you look at the acronym, means powered education always correct errors. You know what I'm saying? So once we get the powered education, we can always correct the errors of our people. So what I decided to do, by God's grace and his grace alone and with the blessings of the people, uh, God inspired me to come up with a thing called the understanding. Getting an understanding because youngsters today, they was born during wartime. So they're not familiar with peace. You know what I'm saying? They was born in the 80s or the late 90s. We've been at war in America for over 50, 40, 30 years now. You know, and I oftentimes tell people it's like it's a damn shame that I've lost more friends on the Crenshaw Strip than they've lost in all the wars on the Gaza Strip, even up to this very day. Mm. 
You know what I mean? I've been, I've noticed that there's been 15,000 just gang-related funerals in Los Angeles alone. And some of those people are potential doctors, theologians, scientists, rappers, engineers, and philosophers. So when people ask me, what is it that you do? I just want to set the record straight because there's a lot of malarkey coming across the internet in regards to the efforts and the, and the, the image of black men in Los Angeles in particular, which reflects around the world. And as a result of that, they think that all of us is wild-ass niggas and rob and kill. Absolutely not emphatically, no. That's not the case because we got strong individuals like yourself and eight that are personifying their image on a balanced level to be able to convey your message to the hood and keep your license to operate as well as convey a message of hope and prosperity to the future. Exactly, exactly. Man, wow. And I couldn't have said that more eloquently. He broke it down, and I think that's important because one of the elements that you mentioned was the music. And, you know, I get a lot of people asking me, why is the show called The Gangster Chronicles? You don't bang and, and this and that. No, it's gangsters all across the world. You know, it's gangsters all across the world. And when you start thinking about the definition of a gangster, I think we've kind of um, minimalized that. You know, because there are several things that a gangster is gangster. The brother that wake up every morning at four o'clock when it's raining, cold, he don't feel like it to go go to work because he got to feed his three or four kids in the house and, you know, put a roof over their head. And he gets up, rain, hell, sleet, or snow, or no, despite how he's feeling physically, that's gangster. The brother that comes out of prison and decides, I'm going to change my life and I'm going to open up a barbershop, that's gangster. To me, anyone that defies the odds set forth in front of him is gangster. And when you talk about the music like you just did, music is a very spiritual thing. Yes, sir. It, it reaches our soul. I, I don't know, um, and I'm not going off, but this is, it, it parallels to what we talk about. You know, everybody's been talking about Scarface's tiny desk. Mm. You know how he had the yeah, live yeah. instrumentation there and he was just spitting the ghetto poetry. I don't even want to call it rap. It was ghetto poetry, you know? And it just makes you feel a certain way because music is spiritual. The same way when you're in church and service on Sunday, how they get up there, they singing, man, and the sisters get to slapping their tambourines and they dance, and man, it's an energy. And that energy can either be positive or negative. If you're out there preaching destruction, it can be negative. You're talking about a crucial period, Malik, in the late 80s, early 90s, mm. when music was just going to a different place. And see, one thing the eight did with his music, as did a lot of other brothers, a couple other brothers, a few special brothers, they not only showed the pros and glorified it, like, okay, I'm getting away, I sold 50 chickens and I got away clean, you know, killed a couple of police officers in the process, he talks about the bad stuff that happened. I got smoked. I got went to jail. Um, this happened. The homie got killed. How influential do you think music was? Well, to have someone, and again, not to just uh, use the brother as an example, but having someone like him, you know, you have to speak to the people in the language in which they understand. You know what I mean? And at that time, the way that they were able to convey their message of, of experiences based on living in Compton, South Central, and Watts, it had to come in such a way that they can captivate the imagination of the American people. So oftentimes his personal experience that he had was conveyed through his music because that's what he was told to do by his tribe from Tragnew or whatever tribe that he's from. So when you get that type of inspiration and then you go into those studios, you can only, if it ain't in you, it's not going to come out you. 
You know what I mean? So at that time, there was really no voice in South Central Watson Compton. You know, him and a couple other brothers that was putting it down, and they spoke of what they knew at that time. And the beats represented that particular period of time. Now, fast forward to this day, you get a lot of stuff that's on the radio, but it doesn't reflect growth and development or enlightenment. You see, and it's no no offense to them, brothers, because I don't do music. I do people. I do human beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I could give a rabbit's ass about where you from, where you come from. And I'm definitely, look at me closely. I'm definitely not interested in your tough guy story. I done ran with the Tony Bogars, the baby gangsters, the, the, the whole gamut of real live brothers that accepted the challenge, the change. And I came out of Old Folsom, level four. I was in Corcoran, level four. I was in Solano's, level four. Old Folsom, up there in them yards with them brothers and lightning from them 212s, that, that, that blue note, that BGF car, stuff that you don't know nothing about. So to all you youngsters out there thinking that this is a tourist attraction and you're a tourist, then white folks got something for you, man. So if you're, not, if you're not familiar with the E-to-E ratios, you know, your earnings versus your economic income or the E-to-E ratio when it comes to, to like, for example, white people, for every $50 that we spend, they spend 200 on education. Mm. You, you see what I'm saying? Fact. So you got to know the ratios in your own biological existence and know to draw the line because they say, what is knowledge? Knowledge is to know the ledge of something before you fall off. So today's youngsters, man, they just need to be put in the right direction because it's really the Crips and Bloods and the La 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 and I don't fuck with them all. F13s, 18 streets. We done did pieces with them. I done did pieces with 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 the 46, 46 is hot dog and them and the Venice show. Name a Negro or a successful world worship de- deity in Los Angeles and I don't fuck with them. Name a neighborhood. Because there's no fear. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. I sold 2,000 gallons of PCP. My body burnt up from selling water. I'm not no spring chicken. I just love black people and poor people. Don't get it twisted. I was a D number. I just happened to be the type of nigga that got good hair and don't care about nothing but poor folks because my dear's at the bus stop shitting on herself. So when they get to talking up, that's why I came on to this show, because this show will save more lives than a cure for cancer. So when I come on, I wanted to let the record reflect that it's brothers out here like us that's really pushing a line in Los Angeles. Everything is not foolishness, it's bullshit. And that's what we tend to stray away from. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I think um, the youth, you know, as far as the communities, the neighborhoods, um, it's hard to try to reach, you know what I'm saying, when the, when the mind is young. Um... <clears throat> My fascination, and I don't even want to call it a fascination with, you know, claiming the hood. Um, I grew up a normal kid in the beginning. I, I thought I did, you know. Um, uh, like I said, uh, single moms in the house, you know. I still had a connection with my pops. You know, a lot of people say when the home is fatherless, that's when you can, you know, but... I think my mom did a good job up until those adolescence years when, you know, sometimes teenagers get naive to shit. Or even though you in a situation where you middle class, you know, we I grew up in Compton, in Spooktown. Um, uh, moms worked, me and my older sister. Um, but it just seems like the neighborhood life is 
that was it, you know. Um, youth have a lot of access. Like, still, your son played football. My son played youth football. Got trainers and all of this and that. But back then, yeah, a lot of shit was not affordable for a single parent. Um, walking through the neighborhoods, going to school as a youth, you get me? You start seeing the signs, cars pull up on you, going to the bus stop to school, dudes asking you where you from, you know. Um, I guess it was the, the, the thought of unity for me. It wasn't the, oh, the red and blue rags and the what. It was shit. It's a gang of niggas over here like me. You feel me? I don't see no, you know, you know, not too many fathers around and 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 caring, you know, loving family situations. And some of them might have been good, but growing up in the hood is is was our connection to claim the neighborhood. You feel me? Um, I had no intention of trying to become something else at that time. All I saw was selling crack on Corridon or and or hanging with the homies. That was my family connection. Um, at home, everybody was on their own shit. You get me? My sister did her own thing. I was over here in the hood. Moms was working. You get me? Um, so I think a lot of youth today or are looking for that, you get me? That unity is what a lot of motherfuckers uh, uh, start claiming or relatives or cousins who grew up in the neighborhood and that connection and shit. But I don't think, you know, we realize what that, in, in, what that what you inherit when you start claiming the neighborhood because you're going to see some shit. You're going to see some drugs. You're going to see some niggas dying. You're going to get caught up in some shootouts or whatever. So um, not having opportunities to me is what, you know, is what get a lot of young niggas to start claiming the neighborhood or growing up into the culture of it. You get me? And when you living in Compton, Long Beach, L.A. Watts at that time, when I started claiming the hood in the middle 80s and shit, in the late 80s, that's it. That shit was, it was, it was fascinating, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, oh, it wasn't, it was nothing else. What, what else was we supposed to do? You know what's funny about you saying that, and Malik, maybe you could speak on this. You remember before Reagan got in the office, we had all these programs after school to where you can go to the gyms, the local gyms, and play basketball. You had a lot more parks. You see brothers outside shooting hoop. You see more kids playing baseball. And, it, and this is just something because I noticed that the other day. I was talking to one of my homies from Compton, and I said, man, you remember when we was kids, man, that you can go outside and see people playing at parks. You can go up to the rec center. Everybody was headed to the rec center to play basketball. They had something going on, they had an activity. Some brothers was even able to get jobs once they turned 16. I remember I couldn't wait, to, I used to be on my mama's ass to fill out my little paperwork to, to, to get a summer job. Right. Because you had a little summer job, I think it might have paid you 250 over the summer, but she was happy because you went and bought school clothes 
with that money, and it kind of gave you some purpose when you spent your own money on something. You know, because I always, I discovered I like things. So I always had me a little paper route. I cut grass, shovel snow, whatever I could do to make some money. But I had a mission. How big of an impact do you think that was on the hood by them cutting them programs out? Well, it was very impactful to this in the sense that uh, I wrote for the Los Angeles Sentinel. I wrote several hundred articles for them, and I wrote one of many articles, one called Mama, Why Did You Move on This Block? And basically it was giving you a scenario in which like a lady moved from Texas and she moved to, say, uh, Santa Fe and, and, and Tucker, mm. and she don't know that it's, the trees is beautiful, the school system looks nice, but you put your son in that gang. You understand what I'm saying? You put this, your son in that gang. And then when they get to that neighborhood, I don't like to call the little brothers in gangs, I say it for the purpose of conversation, but those are escalation words for the police and the system to write checks to incarcerate people. So when you see brothers and sisters that's in these communities that they enjoy dwelling in, jumping off, like we grew up in the area where you jump off the roof onto a pissy mattress and kiss and, kiss and spin the bottle and all that. Mm. But these kids are proud to be from the tribe that they're at. So if you're from Santana Block or from 60s or from 40s or from Compton, Trag, Nude or Spooktown, you're proud of that area because that's what you know. Mm -hmm. So consequently, your tribe has tribal issues with other tribes because we grew up under the auspices of these, these, these colonizers as Hatfields and McCoys. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So when you get a situation like that and then you throw deprivation in there, and lack of education. That's why it's important to know what curriculum is taught in your kid's school and who was the curriculum writer. He might have been a confederate. Yeah. So the education that we receive in the ghetto is different than the education they get uh, uh, west of Sepulveda. Mm -hmm. So when you see these little brothers and sisters proud of their neighborhood, like he said he was proud of his neighborhood, he enjoyed it. That was his, that was his peer group. If he had to go to jury trial, those are the people they say, we're going to judge you by a, a, a committee of peers that you're familiar with. And that's what they're talking about. So they take the pride out of that, and then you throw a monkey wrench of confusion into this shit, and then you start taking, see, Ronald Reagan and Oliver North and all them bought crack cocaine to the neighborhood. Oh, for sure, okay? 100%. With the, with the, with the, with the Contras and the Salvadorian brothers and sisters and, 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 and built a space shuttle off of that. We know it's principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. But as intellectual giants, we don't have time to take people through the step stages and degrees of how we got to where we got to. Motherfucker, you know how we got here. You put us here through slavery. You raped, robbed, and murdered us. You know what you did. And we're not pointing no finger. We still got compassion for you. So this ain't no save the people show. This is to let you know that there's some strong entities walking in these streets that protect and respect black women, that protect and respect the neighborhood. Because, you know, let me tell you something, Big Steel. A gang member just don't kill another gang member because you killed his homie. It's deeper than that. And as intellectual, spiritual giants, if we delve deeper into it and see, wait a minute, cause of blood, he killed that nigga because dude killed somebody black. Mm. But it's, it's categorized as he was from the hood. No, but deep in your mind, you saying to yourself, man, you killed my nigga, black. So that's why cuz killed blood, because that's his relatives. But we're not here to have a, a, a verbal gymnastics about the conditions of our people. You know where the fuck you left us? 
We letting you know that pressure makes the best diamond so it can shed light in all directions. And you got gatekeepers like me that's at the door that's going to make sure I support everything black. Because black is not a people, it's a condition. Mm, that's deep. You know, I, I want to ask you, man, because you are very well-spoken. And you, do make, you did mention that you've done time in the system. How old were you when you got in the system? I was 21 with no felonies. I went in there for robbing the police station. I don't Robin, like, hold on, robbing the police station? Yeah, I, I had a famous crime that I went, went to prison for. And in the city of Los Angeles, on every news channel and all that, I done cooked PCP, I done had shootouts, I ran with Renee McGowan. I know Lil Tommy, I done fuck with him. I done fuck with, with, with Peter Cody and John Boy and, and White Boy Buddy and you name it, I done ran the gamut. I you talk about that PCP, man, that's almost like the um, ghetto recipe in the family tradition, man. That recipe is passed down like by generations, man. And it's, it's funny, it don't never escape the black community. Well, you know, the acronym PCP stands for Please Consider the Plot. You know what I'm saying? I done been looped off that shit from just smelling it. But I don't really want to expound on that and my shortcomings because I owe the community an enormous apology. I'm the Negro that's responsible for our people eating out the trash. I'm the person that's responsible for our kids not going to school because I, I participated in this system and these oppressors' foolishness. And I take responsibility for what I did and on behalf of all my homies that's not here, all my homies that can't speak for themselves and all their sons that's growing up with fathers on be, and to the sisters that's been disrespected. On behalf of all the us, the players, the pimps, the, the ones that made the sexy reds through, our, through the experience experience of of, 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 of of having them involved in our lives, I'm going to apologize to the young homies for teaching them this gang shit on behalf of the brothers that's no longer. A lot of, a lot of people um, feel that our culture and our music is a part of the, the destruction of the youth. How you see niggas still gang banging and claiming hoods and all that. So you feel responsible for starting that foundation of showing because do you feel like what you did taught the youth coming up that same path to do it? Because we still got niggas in the hood going to pen. We still got niggas selling sherm steel and dope and, and claiming the hood like it's the most important thing in the world. Well, what I take responsibility for... And, and my verbal public apology was not an individual apology based on my own shortcomings. Mm -hmm. It was an apology based on a collective group of errors that we made as black men from South Central, Wise Compton, Pomona, and beyond Chicago that we bit into for the purpose of survival. As an individual, I'm totally cognizant of the fact that we per have perpetuated this, this foolishness in such a way that it's come down to our children. I can't control that. That's America's job. Okay, but I can identify with the fact that there are people like ourselves who know that one, we, we take responsibility for the contributions that we made. If I broke Miss Johnson's window and ran when I was little, Miss Johnson, I apologize to you. If I sold dope to the community and I know that I sold dope and a bunch of other cats sold dope and they didn't get a chance to say they apologized to God first and to the community, that's what I'm trying to implement because it's going to always go. See, black, everybody that's black is not your brother. It's a lot of niggas doing stuff under the stolen identity and then they blaming it on black people. We're black, 
But it's a lot of nigga foolishness that's outside has nothing to do with us. A whole lot of that. So we have to start taking responsibility and separating the two entities when it comes to who's doing what. Because us, we're real men. We're really trying to help our community. So when we start making these apologies collectively as individuals and then taking responsibility for the, minuscule, the most minuscule amount of dirt that you did to black people, it speaks collectively for us all. But as far as the perpetuation of what's going on today, that's America's problem is gentrification. See, I wrote an article once before called Chemicals and Biological Weapons of Mass Destruction Hit the Inner City. I wrote it to the President of the United States. I wasn't talking about no bombs. I'm talking about that crack cocaine, them big old pistols with them switches on there, that HIV and that AIDS and all that shit. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So there's a different approach. When, when the brother made his record, it may not have been a direct apology to the black community, but it was an enlightenment with apology attached because it enlightened people like myself. So there'll never be a way for us to apologize for the oppressor's bullshit. Like I tell a lot of youngsters, they say, man, I live on Rosecrans. You do? Well, who is General Rosecrans? See, we got to teach our children different. Oh, God, blood, I'm on, I live on Rosecrans. General Rosecrans was an oppressor. Mm, that's deep, man. You see what I'm saying? Did you know that, eight? Mm-mm. Then they say, well, I, you know, I drank Coors beer. Well, Coors was an oppressor. Every oppressor that was an oppressor got a beer named after him on the street. Pico Pio, he was the first black. Mexican-American mayor, governor or something. So we have to give our people different scenarios to let them know. The housing project was built by the best black architect that was ever lived. I forget his name. That built all the Hollywood shit. Mm. A brother. That's not the stuff that they teach us. They're not going to teach you that. They're not going to tell you who the Crenshaw family is. They're not going to tell you that the DWP is a private company not owned by the state. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you about how the black people in Watts and, and uh, the lead that's in the pipes underneath the water and how they got all the different uh, uh, gentrification going on and running them brothers out of them communities. They're not going to tell you that. You know what's deep about you saying that, man? I was coming from um, I was coming from Inglewood one day and I was driving down Imperial with my wife and I took a wrong turn. I was trying to go visit one of my partners over there. And you know how you turn up in the Watts. You can get lost a little bit. Mm -hmm. I wound up on this one street, man, and I kept driving because there wasn't no way to get out. I was going to have to come to the end of the code a second turned around. I saw a bunch of construction taking place, like new stuff out there, man. Like they were building buildings over there. And um, when I did go to my partner's house, that house had been in their family for maybe two generations. When his grandma first came from Tennessee, that's where she bought it, right? And he was telling me, yeah, we bought to sell this. And people don't came over, man, they offered us 700000 at that time, which is way over the value and everything. And I noticed how they're shipping all the brothers and everybody out there to the desert now. They're mm -hmm. telling them, you could take your Section 8 and go out to Lancaster, Palmdale. Palmdale. Lancaster, yeah. They tried, I think they tried to do something in Moreno Valley when they was trying to tear yeah. down the projects and send everybody out to there. Well, what they're doing is now they're taking their land back. Um, that's prime real estate right there. You can see how they cleaned up downtown. Downtown is actually a place worth visiting now. I remember when I first came to California in 88, 87, it was like homeless central down there, you know, yeah. downtown. But now you go down there, it's nice, you know. My son got an apartment down there, man, it's plush. That's called gentrification. Yeah, but if you notice, they shipping us out to the desert now. 
buying houses from them, taking them from them. In some cases, making them offers they can't refuse, right? So they selling off their land, man, not really negotiating, not knowledgeable about the whole process. But I said, what's going on? So pretty soon, you think about it, you got the bounty hunters over there. You got the Grape Streets over there, right? All of these neighborhoods, man, based on one location, right? Those locations may not be there in another 10 years. I think another two years. Oh, you too? You give it that soon? Yeah, because what happens is all the people that they're running out of these areas. Didn't they, didn't they tear Jordan yeah, down? Yeah, they then? got new housing over yeah, there. They tore Jordan and down. The criteria that you got to get in one, if your son get caught smoking weed or writing on the wall, being an adolescent, you're not there. And without, without even having to mention it, we know we not there. It's a wrap for that. Them brothers and sisters is holding on and still trying to do things. My boy Dow and his family handing out food and whatnot. But what happens is they move us out to these other areas on the the, the Quake Faults line, where the, where the earthquake line is, Fontana, San Bernardino. That's where the earthquake, the fault line is. So they move us there. But by the time we get to, hypothetically speaking, Fontana, if we try to go to the next city over, Fontana then called them and told them to raise the rent. So they push us from here. Then we push out there $1,300 a month, three bedroom, three bath. And then the next city over is like, hey, the Negroes is coming. So then they raise the rent. So that's what keeps our people in a perpetual homeless situation. And if you're not aware, see, my crew and I, Dao and a bunch of other brothers, even with Big U, we went out there and bought land in Adelanto. A lot of my partners from Swans, we bought land, man, in the desert. Now you look up, they got the bullet train coming. Then they got the other train coming. And I can show you on my phone right now where a piece of land that I spent 10 acres. See, we have to be, there's no simple solutions, big brothers, only intelligent choices. And one of the intelligent choices that we have to make is to remember that a man with no land has no voice. That's real talk. You dig? And when our parents came out here from the plantation and Jim Crow and all that, grandpa got a nail and a piece of wood and a plot. And he made something happen. So, but, but, and you can put it in the links. We're going to show where you can get land for $200 down, no credit check, and buy it in the desert. We definitely need that link, brother. Yes, sir, because here's what happened. And I'm, and I'm going to be very short with it, not to be a compulsive talker or thinking, but well, I'm no, trying to get we the information you're for. We need this information. It's important. But you can get land for 200 down, no money, no credit check, no nothing, right? Now, the land that I spent for 10000 for 10 acres, that's 900 and something thousand square feet. The average house is 1,500 square feet, three bedroom, three bath, right? I can put a water well on there. I can have 18 horses and some more shit. All of America's wars, Israel's wars, Palestine, Egypt, Africa, you name it. Everything is fought over what? Land. Hoods is fought over what? Land. Cowboys and Indians is fought over what? Land. And the only person that can make land is God. So I'm telling young people today, don't go buy them 26-inch rims, playboy. You don't need no Rolex. You need a Rolodex. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. But that's, uh, and I don't want to say immaturity, but that's the, that's the mark of, of, of the youth and, and, and the situation of, of feeling important. You get me? Uh, if I got the rims, if I got the motherfucking new kicks, if I got the motherfucker, you know, what way do you reach the youth if if they've always been unreachable? You lead by example, meaning that when you see the youth today, you don't come in telling them what to do. You expound on the ideas that they have mm. because it's their turn. I'm not expecting them to go back to the era when fools was riding up on beach cruisers with shotguns blowing your head off and riding off because they're in a different era. So you got to understand one thing about the youth today. They got adult problems. 
They got light bills, phone bill four hundred a month, Netflix bill four hundred a month. Mama want them out the house. They got grown folks bills. It ain't like when me and you was growing up a bowl of cereal and the Flintstones and exactly. get your ass whipped for coming home late. Exactly. These kids got the Kia bills. They got the, the rent eighteen hundred a month. They got a baby. One stake in the store at Vons is $18. And let me give you another perfect example. You go into Ralph's or Vons or Superior. You see the people coming out. They out of shape. They breathing hard. They fucked up on the walker. They eye again. Pajama pants on with the slides and the shoes. Young girls ain't getting the Motown kit no more. They learn how to have some dignity and practice class distinction before you get on the stage. But then you go to Whole Foods, everybody got on New Balance, baby right here, jumping in the Volvo, smiling. They get brown paper bags because them plastic bags is to hold all that sugar and that poison. You see the difference? Their mindset is different. So we have to not give up hope and teach our people what to do. By example, when you find a dirty glass, you put a clean one beside it to give them a choice. Because we're going to need that army of snotty-nosed Trevor and them with them knuckles. We need them. We need them. But if you look at that research that that Jewish woman said in front of that council the other day, she said the biggest threat to Israel, and I got a gang of Jewish brothers and sisters that disagree with this, she said the biggest threat to America, to Israel, is not Hamas. It is not Al-Qaeda. It ain't, it ain't COVID. It is the young black people in America. Mm. Look it up. And she was in Burbank. She was in Israel at a council where they got intellectual giants, social scientists. And that woman stood up, and you can Google it right now, and said the biggest threat to the state of, to the country of Israel, the state of Israel, people that we support, is us. You know why? Because you, you bust in that window in Beverly Hills. They say you doing home invasions. You snatching chains. Because you're messing with their well-being. That's why we have to teach our children to eat to eat ratios. Economics versus earnings. Education versus entertainment. And if you don't give them a ratio, there's no common denominator from them to extrapolate or draw from. Mm. You know what I see as the common denominator, man, is poverty. When you don't give a person a choice or make them feel hopeless and they have a feeling of hopelessness. Yeah, because everybody don't have the mentality to want change. Exactly. You get me? Because when you poor eight, you can't see nothing. I remember I grew up on the east side of Cleveland, and um, like you made a comment about L.A. L.A. is very deceptive. You got the palm trees. It's actually nice when you come out here. If you look at the average street in the South Central, it's a nice community compared to somewhere in Cleveland where you got a bunch of dirt plots, empty apartment buildings with the windows boarded up, and, and you know bottles stuck in the ground. It's just different. Am I right, B.? It's a little different because you can see the property right there, right? I have friends that would stay in them apartment buildings, them abandoned buildings, they whole families, um, extension cord out the window, going to the going to the pole, and they and they in there just like they supposed to be there. All right, homie, I'll see you later. He jumping off, moving the board, and, and going on. The yeah, this nigga's still crazy. When you have, it's the truth. I'm just being real, dog. Bro, when you have real. property, yeah, no bullshit, and you being you hopeless, bro, and you don't have no money. 
And this dude around the counter, man, your mama send you there because she got a line of credit at the liquor store, dog. That's right. And you see him open up that door and lift that little tray up, and he got yep. all the little bundles. And you get that thought in your head, man, my stomach growling, man. My mama don't send me up here with this, you know, to get $2 worth of bologna and a slice of, you know, a loaf of bread. Hard times make bad choices. And you go in there, man. I remember the first time I booked somebody, dog. It was because I was hungry. And I got away with it, so it made me go book somebody again. And for those that know, no, booking is robbing somebody. Made me go back again and again and again to the man at the deli around the corner. His employee called the police. And they pulled up to my mama's house. I remember they pulled up there like yesterday. And they said that, okay, which one of these kids is it? I was out there with my friends. Guess what we was doing? Eating. We wasn't, I wasn't stealing money, I was stealing food, right? We out there eating, all me and homies just in a big pile here. Y'all want something, you want something, we eating. Dude looked at me and said, no, it wasn't none of them. And he knew, you know why? Because he knew my mama. And I thank God for that dude because if I would have went to, I would have became indoctrinated in the system at that time. If that dude, shout out to the homie Nick, Nick's Deli in Cleveland. He gave me a break. A lot of people ain't giving people passes because he understood. And he told me that day, he said, listen, you know how they call you my friend? My friend, why you steal from me? I, give, I try to help you. I was poor too. You have to work. And he gave me a job, man. That was my first job I had. I was in charge of the, um, that's when they had the Pac-Man machines that went crazy. You know, Pac-Man, you know, the mm -hmm. video games. I was in charge of that little area, making sure didn't nobody else steal. I was in sure like the, the pop bottles. You know, pop bottles used to be a lot, a lot of money. I had to spray the pop bottles down, sweep the store. I got $5 a week, dog. But it gave me a sense of pride to where I learned. I said, you know what, man? It's way easier and you feel better about yourself when you go earn something. That and I would stack my money up, and I've always been that way since then. Unfortunately, my hustle turned to other things as I got older. You know, when that crack came, because you know, you saw the homies that was 15 buying cars and they was coming in them fresh new Jordans and all that stuff, you know, so it changed a little bit later on. But we have to create opportunities for our youth today, man, because if we don't. All, we could do all the talking in the world and show them, but as long as they got them hunger pains in their stomach and they feel hopeless, bro, we go keep we go see a pattern of the same shit going on and on again, just repeating itself. Do you um do you attribute all the snatching and grabbing from the stores and all the high extensive shit? Do you attribute that to hunger pains, or do you attribute that to the fad of of today? A lot of that is just greed, I believe, man. And, and you know what? It's still hunger pains because, and I'm going to let you talk about it. I'm, I'm going to let you say, get, land on this in a minute. But what I see today with the kids, right, and I don't want to turn this into a thing where we talk about the youth of the day because they're not too different than what we was, right? But exactly. But what we didn't have, eight, we didn't have these illusions of grandeur on the television screen. Because these kids sit at home, they look at their phones right now. Information is more accessible than it's ever been in the history of the human race probably right now. You can literally go in something, type in something in Google, and it's going to give you the information. But that's not they're not going to go seek the knowledge that he's talking about. They go on there and they look at, you know, not just the music videos, but the movies. And they see these brothers that's balling. 
And it's a similar situation to where, how it was when we grew up, except we saw the dude in the corner. On the corner, exactly. Cadillac on these. Exactly. But this time, it's just 10 times bigger. Like, it's magnified a million times bigger because now it's a dude pulling up in a Rolls Royce. He got a bunch of jewelry on. He got this. They want that. They don't even want to skip to the point of just getting a meal. They really... I, I saw the hard worker, too. My mom went to work every that day. That wasn't attractive. My father went worked at General Motors till he died. But was I that saw attractive? the hard worker, but no. And, you know, uh, uh, we was middle class. We, I, like I said, I grew up on Johnson Street. We wasn't rich, you get me? Um, we didn't have a fancy car and none of that shit. But I saw the hard worker. Everybody, you get me? My family, my mom's and them, they came from Gulfport, Mississippi. They had the hard work mentality. The hard you worker looked me? like a sucker, though. I saw the nigga down the street on Dayton's. That's what I'm saying. Motherfucking center lines, the Nissan trucks, the bugs with the plush. With a page run, with a beeper on, a knot full of money in this thing, and a bad bitch on the that, that is what attracted me to, like, and then, yeah, I saw the hard struggle of, of, of moms working nine to five every day, and still, at the end of the day, Shit was hard to pay. Man, what's you more attractive me? to a youth? All that working that she was doing, we ain't living in motherfucking Cerritos or Baldwin fucking Hills. So you look at that as a waste of time we, almost. We, we, living on, we living in the block in Compton with niggas coming through blasting every day. Because and you, she pulling us down on the floor from the bed because niggas is coming through blasting. So... The, the 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 honesty shit or or the, the 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 lifestyle of the nine to five, I was like, fuck that shit. It's a struggle. When I'm looking down the street, this nigga got a brand new motherfucking Elko, fresh off the lot at Felix, on brand new Dayton's in the Alpine and the EQ, the six by nines, and a nigga in high school. That. Now just imagine eight. That looked bigger than life, right? Imagine what these kids see now with these, like, and I call them optical illusions. I ain't just gonna say the rappers because it's the movies now, right? You see the dude, man, that's the baller on TV. This nigga don't never have a job or nothing on, on there. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's an illusion, right? These kids see these illusions, man, and they're impatient. They don't want to wait. You could tell a kid, well, if you work hard, maybe one day, no, they want it right now. Instant gratification. They want. We are in the age of instant gratification. I believe it started with the microwave oven. The moment, man, because I remember I put a burrito in the oven. I had to wait for three hours. Man, <laughs> be done. I've been on Star to Death. You know them little cheap ass frozen burritos. You wait three hours for that motherfucker. Later on, it was ding. A minute later, you got your thing. And then they put the drive-thrus in the restaurant. Can I take your order? Don't nobody want to waste nothing. They <laughs> want that motherfucking shit right now, dog. They want it right now. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, but right now. Well, you're absolutely right on two fronts, and you guys made some very valid points. Of course, we were raised by OGs and not IG. That's the first thing. Definitely. And uh, the second thing is, Sometimes we have to really point the finger at the hidden hand, the person that hidden and hide the hand. And some of the, 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 the problems of black people today coming from the greatness that we came, because they only talk to us about our shortcomings, slavery, getting your ass whooped, we took your shit. 
But our history and our greatness supersedes civilization. You know, after God, then he put us. Then he put the sun, moon, and stars and told them to bow down to the black man. So because our children know there's something deep in their psyche tells them that they're royal, that they deserve better, that they've been robbed, that that's your shit, that you know you can't get to it, that the homie down the block balling. It's deep in your fucking psyche that's telling you I'm not supposed to be poor. Because poverty is, they say in the Quran that poverty is worse than death. It's best to murder a man than to leave him in poverty. You dig what I'm saying? So when you get these type of situations where these kids is sitting back and they saying, my daddy died defeated, my grandma died defeated, but Bob at Bobby Hills High School, that punk motherfucker, he don't do shit, he got everything. Fuck it, I'm going to rebel like the slaves did with Nat Turner. So that's a rebellion. That's America's fault. That's Biden's fault. Biden, you should have never locked up their daddy, you and Bill Clinton, with three strikes. Kamala Harris, you still got some of my homies doing 75 years of life in the feds right now where you up there smiling with that motherfucking oppressor and our people dying on their feet, okay? So we can't just look at the kids because the kids are the ones they gonna throw out there to say, that's the problem. See, they did that, they bust the window. Motherfucker, do you know that that sign that they got from Fendi come from an African tribe? Mm. Did you know them signs that they got for the most, the biggest designer clothes they got, all them symbols come either from an Indian or African tribe? So you got Africans with Fendi cutting their face with razors. We don't know that information, man. We don't, we don't have, it's like, we don't have access to a lot of that information to tell these kids they lineage because like you say, all we hear about is the slavery. Right. All we hear about is the slavery and they don't project positive black images, man. I'm going to tell you, Aiden, you know this. That's why I always act like I'm somebody's father when I'm up here. You don't never see me doing a while and out. And it's been to our detriment, kind of, that we choose not to do the bullshit, right? Definitely. You know, it's been, you know, we can go, we could probably make 10 times more money, man, by doing the crazy, the silly shit, but I refuse to because at the end of the day, I have some individuals walking around that wear my last name. He got individuals walking around wearing his last name. The last thing I would want somebody to do is, man, that's shit. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Oh, Danny. I, I just, you know, we are looked at already as in a negative light, uh, especially when you come from the walks of life we come from. Um, it's my reason for trying to be... Um, somewhat intelligent, articulate when you speak and you answer questions and you don't get involved with what's uh, popularized today as far as uh, the internet and and content and the crazy shit. Um, Because like I said, we already looked at as as on the the wrong side of the fence. Mm -hmm. So you gotta be able to show motherfuckers that even though you come from that side of the tracks, your 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 maturity shows that you know um, you can be able to avoid certain conflicts and mess, and show people that we're not just the ignorant Negroes that the paint the picture is painted. You get me? You niggas came from poverty and gang banging and selling drugs and whatever. Y'all should be involved with what, you know, a lot of motherfuckers like to see the downfall of the black man. And the problem is a lot of it is a, is the same color. You get me? Um, I had to tell my homeboy one time because he likes watching the shows where, you know, the bitches be fighting and the, the conflict and it's always some shit cracking and and I'll be like, why are you interested in shit like that? Oh man, it's just so funny and it's told you know so and so got they ass whooped and then these motherfuckers start fighting and whoop de whoop. I said, 
that's why motherfuckers put them shows on TV. Because they sit up and go, niggas love seeing niggas in bullshit. All the time, man, and us painting in the most foolish light possible. This this question for you, Malik, kind of, maybe you can help me expound on this a little bit, right? I think I was talking to you, eight, and I noticed that with us as black men, right, I've noticed each generation seems like they're doing a little bit better than the previous, but not really, because when you looked at a brother that was a certain age, if you looked at a brother in 1975 that was 30 years old, he carried himself a certain way, right? It's like, sometimes it's almost like our growth is stunted, because I see some of these brothers online and just some of these brothers in the street, you know, they may be 50 years old, bro, but they got the mentality of like a 16-year-old. What do you attribute that to? It's like our growth has been stunted somewhere. I see some of these brothers, and some of these brothers are guys that make pretty good livings, but they act like fools. Well, that's called buck-breaking. And it's mm. been around since the beginning of time. You see, a deck of cards got a king, a queen, the ace of spades, the joker. Mm. What position do you play amongst our people? You got a lot of jokers. Mm. You got a lot of queens. You got a lot of jacks. What position do you see? I play chess, but I play chess with all pawns on the table. Because I don't have time to play no games, and then I don't need no clock. So when you're dealing with a situation where you got brothers personifying that type of imagery, and then coming back influencing our youth, that's by design. That's America. America never cleaned up the image of black people. They never gave them the two, for example, and not to cut your wisdom, the black Wall Street. The most positive thing could have ever happened. But somehow or another, they infused some bullshit in there and fucked them off. The Crips and Bloods. They started out as something to protect Spooktown from the white gangs that was up in Huntington Beach called the Dirty Draws Gang. See, the first gang injunction was put on the Dirty Draws Gang in Huntington Beach. A white child, and no pun intended, but I speak from where I am, a white child walking down Melrose, sagging with his pants hanging down, earrings over in tattoos, he's an aspiring rock star. But Lil Pookie Loku Poe ain't got number best but Western surplus clothes on, shoes toe up walking down Melrose, he considered a gangbanger trying to steal something. When college kids go in college at USC and UCLA and they get drunk and drown their homeboy and all that, they have a safety net for them. But when Pookie get killed and shot up at a party, he's going to the penitentiary. When the little Caucasian or oppressor shoot up a school, they always go and say, well, he was a good kid. And he always handcuffed from the front and they take him to McDonald's. But when little Pookie get in some trouble, his head slammed in the back of the car, his arms up like this, and they go take his brother and put him in the hole in the penitentiary and cut his mama rent off and cut him out the projects. You have to know systemically what's going on. There's no, when you point one finger at people, there's always four pointing at you. And our youth today have been misguided, and it's just like a train at Christmas. You're just learning how to work it. But then if you learn to center it on the track right and go a little bit slow and give it just a little bit less juice, you can turn them corners. They just need a little bit more guidance. You got to teach them about people like George Soros. 
S-O-R-O-S, who funds Black Lives Matters, who funds the destruction of human beings, who's alive today. You have to teach them about cats like Epstein, who forget him trying to have sex with young girls, you nasty bastard. But what about the Virgin Islands suing you because of all the biological uh, 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 experiments that you were doing on black children and in Africa mm. and the Virgin speak Islands? On it, speak on it. And all them subsidiaries you set up. Or what about your boy up there at the top, Mel Gibson, who's talking about whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop is eating and having sex with babies and, and yada, 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 yada. But then you turn around and they blame it on R. Kelly and Pete Diddy. What is it? So you're saying shit rolls downhill. Take the light off of them. But you go to camera too. See, you know what that is too, Malik. The chickens are coming home to roost right now. A lot of these brothers like Diddy, and not to get all into this stuff, but they thought they had a seat at the table at one time. And they are about to take the brunt of a lot of this stuff or either come up missing probably. Beloved, I think it's more like we all been in the game. You mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. you have, you have, you have. The game will send you a bill. Like for me. I only dated wealthy women for a long time because I sold black dick to bury black babies. That's the name of one of my books. Because every time I go turn a trick with an old white bitch, I got to go give Shaquita some money because her son got killed. So I'm a hoe. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So my point is, is that the game sends you a bill. If you a player in the streets and you don't play bitches, now you stuck in the last part of your life with a square bitch you can't stand. Mm -hmm. The game sends you a bill. Puffy the game just sent you a bill. Pay it. The game sends everybody a bill. And last but not least, and I reflect back to eight, because I played his show, his radio stuff on the radio, his music. He was the first East Coast, West Coast prelude. We should have stopped it then. He was the first one to try to, with the DJ Quick thing and all that. If you think about it, that man went through hell trying to show that he can coexist with other people trying to represent his tribe because back then you wasn't able to just be crippled blood and just get away with it wasn't no cakewalks mm -mm. your motherfucking ass better be bout it bout it they caught you in that uniform you bout it bout it so my point is this i salute you that's why i drove over here for sure and i salute you and I salute the owner of this coin studio because he stayed down with black people and poor people. Mm -hmm. The owner of this studio, I assume, is either Native American or Caucasian. And I ain't never seen him around nobody but black people he trying to help. Oh, no. Let me, let me stop you right there. Shout out to the homeboy, Micah. Micah is a brother. From out there and been in the penitentiary. We would have him on the show, actually. I, w I wish you could have met him, man. Maka is one of the most incredible individuals I've ever met in my life. To change his circumstances, man, and mm -hmm. defy the laws, he's just an incredible businessman. This ain't the only thing he got. He got some incredible stuff cracking, man. His brother actually invented the app, not to get too far of the thing. Yeah. Brother actually invented and, the and took the same walks of life that we did. Yeah, took the same walk of life that we Went did. To the he was PN, out there in all the that. Game. Yeah. You know why? Because knowledge. the cream always rises to the top, big steel. For sure. And pressure makes the best diamond so it can shed light in all directions. Hey, man, you know, I, I want to ask you something, man. When we talk about positive black images, man, you had a show on A&E. Why didn't they continue doing that? Because this is the stuff that people need to hear. Because black unity 
and unity of poor people is a crime. Mm. You can find kitty porno. You can find black-on-black murders, getting killed on selfie while you're on your phone, on there. But you can't find that one Peacemaker L.A. Gang War segment on there. Unity of black people is a crime. That's why you don't hear no public enemy no more and music of that nature because anything that's going to enlighten the masses goes against what they want. You done been in the meetings where they tell you, look, we need some shoot 'em up bang bang music. But can I tell you this quick story real fast, Steve? Oh, you got, man, we on, you, man, you do your thing, brother. I was, I was in the pen, I was in the county jail and a brother <laughs> walked by. He was on his way to death row. He was a crip. I vaguely remember where he was from, but he was on swole. And I was a trustee in the hallway. And when the man walking, they yelled, dead man walking. Mm. He's supposed to turn around. But because I worked up in high power, because I already had a high power case, 1750, for youngsters that don't know about that red wristband, you'll learn. Keep fucking around. The brother stopped and he said, Malik, can I tell you a story? Now, mind you, you're not even supposed to talk to these people. But the deputies let him stop. He said, I'm going to tell you a story to three minds. And I told this story to Jesse Jackson and my nigga Q-Bone from Five Dudes Broadway bear witness that this is the truth. He said, I was in a store once before and they sold mines. They had the white mine, the Chinese mine, and the black mine. And he said, Malik, I walked in the store and I asked the man, how much you want for the white mine? He said, oh, for that one, Malik, I'll take a million dollars. I said, well, that's relatively inexpensive being at the white mine, invented the constitution, got a lot of history underneath their belt. So I shopped some more in this store, and I ran across a section that sold the Chinese mine. So I asked the man in the store, I said, excuse me, sir, what do you want for the Chinese mine? He said, oh, for Malik, for that one, I'll take $2 million. I said, well, that's relatively inexpensive, being that the Chinese invented the art of war, gunpowder, things of that nature. So I shopped some more in this store, and I ran across the section that sold the black and brown mine. So I asked the man in the store, preferably speaking, I wanted to get a black one because it fit better for me. I said, how much you want for that black mine? He said, oh, Malik, for that one, for that one, Malik, I'll take $25 million. <laughs> I said, you want a million for the white mine and their endeavor, two million for the Chinese mine and their endeavors and contributions. Why do you want so much for the black mine? He said, because the black mine hasn't been used. It's still in the box. Oh, my. Mine is a terrible thing to waste. Mm. The game gonna send you a bill. Do you think that's what we seeing now, man? Retribution right now? You seeing, is this a lot of people that got hell to pay, man? We are in the waiting room of the hereafter as black people and oppressed people. And we are here to usher in the fall of oppressors. That's it. God first, family, and whatever you do, do not surrender your firearms. You are an American citizen. First Amendment, Second Amendment, Fourth Amendment. Exercise it. You are American. You built the fork, the game of chess, the street light. Real quick, there was three people. Ford, motor dude. Mm-hmm. Mr. Diesel, and there was Mr. Carver. Mr. Carver made all the body parts for the car, the body, the stick shift. 
He got 150,000, I think, a little bit of studies that they use some of his shit in NASA right now growing plants. Then Mr. Ford, he built the engine. See, Ford and Diesel and Carver, the peanut man, was all friends. And then Mr. Diesel built the diesel part of the engine. But the stick shift, steering wheel, the, the keypad that you use for your computer was invented by a black man, the super soaker. Well, he invented the battery for the, the Prius that you drive today. He lives in Atlanta. The game of chess, the street light. The brother who invented the heart transplant or the tr blood transfusion that died because he couldn't go to a Caucasian hospital when he died of a heart issue. Ain't that deep, man. The black man who invented the defibrillator. What? Contributions. Pressure makes the best diamond so it can shed light in all direction. The game gonna send you a bill. Mm. Man, you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on here, man. Yes, indeed. And I'm gonna holler at you later on, man, because the message that you deliver, man, is what's needed right now because me being a person that's in media right now, man, I get kind of like, um, I get really disgusted with a lot of the stuff that's out there right now, man. And um, it's like the more ignorant you are, the more you seem to be rewarded. Exactly. But that's good. Because the more ignorant you are, the more the game going to send you a bigger bill. Let them do what they do. Every atom do what it's supposed to do at its appointed time. Nothing happens coincidentally. You let them do what they do. You just do what you do. Mm -hmm. You do what you do. Because they can't stop this frequency. If they could, they would. So when you get these, I call it the circus. Just look at the circus. Don't let it affect you. Y'all keep pushing this. That's what's important. Everything else is a distraction. I'll say it every time. We don't need to get caught up in all that other shit. That's all verbal gymnastics and, 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 lip and, and, and tongue wrestling and, and, and verbal and mental gymnastics. Suspend yourself in the space, dart off into infinity, and think bigger. Example, oppressors sit and look at the, at the sun. Negroes sit and look at the sun like, damn, it's hot. But that oppressor look at that sun and said, damn, I need to extrapolate some nuclear power from it. When, the, when NASA went to Africa, one of them countries, and seen our ancestors sitting on the mountain, they were sitting up on the mountain. They'd been sitting there for about 50,000 years. And NASA scientists walked up and said, hey, what are y'all looking at? The star Sirius? You know Sirius, like the, the mm -hmm. rainbow shit. The ancestor turned to him and said, no, we're looking at the shadow star behind Sirius with their naked eye. That's deep, man. They got NASA high-tech equipment. And they barely see serious. Our ancestors sitting there smoking that weed. They told the white man, we ain't looking at serious. We looking at the shadow behind it. <laughs> drop the mics and walk off. And that's man. it. And that's it right there, man. We'd like to thank you, man, for tuning in, man. Um, brother, one of the most detailed brothers I've ever spoke to in my life, man. Yeah, he puts your mind on some things, man. Give you something to think about. And like I said, shout out to um, just, you know, shout out to everybody in the communities, man. We just try to reach 
just try to stay in tune with what's going on out there because last thing we need is to be blinded by shit, you know. For sure. And all the homies that's, you know, in the trenches and, and you know, because that's the direction right now, you know, you know, hopefully you make it through and, and that bill don't come due. Hopefully you can, you know, like I said, we've all been through some rough shit, like you said, still. You know, you got caught robbing. They got done got caught serving dope, whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's, you just got to learn how to get out of the roughness. That's all. You know what I thought about the day, man, then we go leave. I was listening to um, Machiavelli, right? Right. It used to happen to pop up my thing, man. And that album is um, probably 20 years old now. Mm-hmm. And I listened to some stuff Pac said way back then. He said, Puffy getting bribed like a trick to hide some shit he shouldn't have did, so now he riding fat. I said, damn, boy. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of shit, uh, a lot of shit we see, um, you know, we watch programs or hear music from back then, kind of describe what's going on today. today we right be like, motherfucker already knew. I said, damn, Pac was like, he told on everybody that song. He said, yeah. Puffy getting bribed like a, mm, <laughs> had some shit he shouldn't have did, so now he riding fat. Oh, man, that's it, man. We out of here. Yeah. Well, that concludes another episode of the Gangster Chronicles podcast. Be sure to download the iHeart app and subscribe to the Gangster Chronicles podcast. For Apple users, find a purple mic on the front of your screen, subscribe to the show, leave a comment, and rating. Executive producers for the Gangster Chronicles podcast are Norman Steele and Aaron MCA Tyler. Our visual media director is Brian Wyatt, and our audio editor is Taylor Hayes. The Gangster Chronicles is a production of iHeart Media Network and the Black Effect Podcast Network. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? 
Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite.